Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of OA News Overtime. Jordan Hill with Justin Lee. We're Justin, back again. Here we are, doing the thing. Had kind of a, I wouldn't say a week off. We were nah. running around back and forth from <laughs> Montgomery last week, but didn't have a podcast last week, but plenty to catch up on. A lot of moving parts and a lot yeah, of man. kind of transactions that's been going around Auburn sports. Yeah, man. No, last it's definitely busy. It's a busy time, man. So but our, the, the nice thing now is school's out. Our so. dear viewers, we've returned. <laughs> by popular demand <laughs> for anyone who missed it we were covering uh, the state championship series and high school baseball shout out auburn high baseball but we were running back and forth from montgomery and got to go to the biscuit stadium that was the first time i've ever been i was impressed yeah it was fun it's first time i've ever been in a media capacity uh yeah it was nice like it holds it. up because like i mean i was in that thing when it first built in like 2003 when i was like 12 like, hey, it's still nice. It's not hasn't fallen apart yet. I liked it. I mean, we were able to sit right behind home plate, and like they had a space in the press box. And I went up there at first, and I was like, "Dude, I'm yeah, sitting behind dude. home plate. Like, yeah. I'm really gonna experience it. It was fun." And it was Auburn, nice. Auburn High won it. Auburn High won the dang thing. This is the first time we were in a crowd for a while too. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah, walking through everybody to go talk to players afterwards, I, it definitely crossed my mind that I was like, uh, "It's a little different." Yeah, not not a, not something I've done in a while, but it was yeah. fun. And shout out Auburn High for getting that championship. But uh, let's turn Big Dubs, Blue Map. Blue Map got it and threw it in the trophy case, man. Um, let's start with the big news of this week with Auburn football, and that's T.J. Finley. T.J. Former LSU quarterback. He'll we got be, a battle brewing, Jordan. Something like that. Uh, he's going to be a sophomore when he gets to Auburn. Played in five games last year at LSU. Decides to transfer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Justin, I think a lot of people. I'm sure there are people that kind of see this as the the uh, you know competition sure, is sure, brewing. Sure, 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 sure. But I think sure, sure, for sure, the sure, most sure. part, I've seen people be pretty reasonable about the reaction. But what is your reaction right. with Auburn adding T.J. Finley, a guy? That's got a little bit of SEC experience under his belt. Well, we talked about this a little bit yesterday, and I didn't even think about it, is that that was his COVID year. So he's still a freshman, and I would think he still has his red shirt. So, I mean, yeah, it's instant competition, and it's someone who could push Bo and yada, 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 coach speak, everyone loves competition or whatever. But, like, it makes sense in a way because even if he doesn't unseat Bo, which I don't think is going to happen, he, you know, he still could like redshirt this year or next, and you know, be still young, a sophomore when Bo leaves. You know, so that part of it I think is a little underrated. Like it, it's like, oh, he's adding a transfer. That means they're that the, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean he has the same eligibility left as Bo. You know what I mean? Like we kind of, he's not kind of assume he's an older guy, but he's not. Um, so I think that's kind of an underrated part of it. Is like, like yeah, you know, it's a good solid. It's a it. If it's a competition, but even if it's not for him, he can still be a solid backup and still have a lot of time left. I agree. And the thing now that we've seen with quarterbacks, I think you can never have too many in, you know, on your roster at one given time because guys are going to leave. I mean, we've seen, you know, look over at like Georgia with Justin Fields and Jake Fromm, you know, those guys that. If they don't win the job, they're going to leave. So you're right. you got to be kind of expecting a little bit of turnover looking forward. And like you said, you're getting a guy in T.J. Finley that you know, you know, has a potential to be there for a while if he decides right. to stick around. And you know, I think that he steps in and 
Um, he's still a little raw. I know turnovers were a big problem for him, you know, last year. As a again, sure. he, was a, he was a true freshman. It wasn't like he had been redshirted. And, yeah, I mean, anyone who saw him play Auburn, you know, and Kevin still got him benched. You know what I mean? Like, so, you know. See, they they need to just play him against Georgia because his best game was, was against Will, game? Mu- Will was Will Muschamp at South Carolina. Oh, now, I see. Now, now he's an analyst. Now Will is going to go get him in Athens. So maybe that's when you <laughs> that's when you get the, the attack on there. But I like the pickup from the perspective it's it's a guy that's got SEC experience. Right. I think he's a guy that's got a good chance to be your second string guy. You know, it's probably going to be either him or Grant Loy, who you know we saw very limited action from last year in his it's, first year. It's going to be TJ. Yeah, so probably TJ. Uh, and, and 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 Demetrius, like, listen, we love Demetrius here on OA News Overtime. We, we've talked about it before. <laughs> Us here at the show, we're we're big, but. He's a little bit of a project. He's a little bit of a high upside. You know, the skill set he brings is a little bit different. So, a little bit more of a Nick Marshall type of player. You know what I mean? So, a uh, little bit of a project. A little bit of, you know, ho- hoping high ceiling, low floor kind of thing. I mean, and, and if you're looking at it objectively. so Yeah, yeah. and the thing with him, too, is he's just going to be a true freshman. I mean, so right. he, you know, he, he, you've got time to invest in him and see what right. he can become. But right. I don't think – most people expected him to come in and be like, "Oh, he can start from day no. one." Because it's just He's as playing. good as he was in high school. This is this whole different ball game out there in North Shore, man. Winning games, he went like forty-eight and two in high school. Oh, yeah, just bonkers. Yeah, they went crazy. And that, hey man, six A Division one in uh, in Texas. That ain't no joke. We need to. Stop. I'm just gonna let you have your own podcast talking about <laughs> high school football. Texas, Texas high school football. But any no other, joke, brother. Any other thoughts on TJ? I mean, I think we've kind of covered it from the fact that I think it makes a lot of sense. I don't well, think this addition puts Bo's job in jeopardy, but I think that it he's got to compete for it. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, so like, here's why it makes sense for TJ. Uh, it's not just you know why he's not just resigned to be a backup. Is that hey, there was a coaching change. So, like, Bo's got to start over. Bo doesn't have the inherent trust of a coach like us who recruited him, you know, since he was 15 years old or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he, he, so so it's a new coaching staff. That's always a new, you know, a new feeling. Spring is in the air, you know what I mean? Like, uh, it's always – everyone's kind of starting from ground zero. So, yeah, it makes sense to, if you think come in and take a shot. But that's – I mean, that's – like I said, that's why it makes sense. Come in, take a shot at him, push him, and if not – you can still be his younger backup, right? So it's like best of both worlds. You're like a transfer coming in, you know, competing, but you're also it's like you're signing out of high school and you're being the the, the young backup too. So, it, I mean, looking at it, you know, at first when you look at it, you might be like T.J. Finley. That doesn't make any sense, but when you look at it, it actually does. And I think another thing that might have drawn T.J. to Auburn was look who he gets to work with as far as quarterback. Sure. You know, Brian Harson's got a background. Obviously, he played the position and has been you know really lauded for his work with quarterbacks. And then Mike Bobo uh, has a history as well as having really good success with quarterbacks. So maybe that was part of the draw too. Was even if I don't start you know, in 2021, I'm getting to work with these guys who can really get the best out of me and, and see what I can become as an SEC quarterback down the road. Did you know that Brian Harson recruited the number two and number three draft picks Justin, in the NFL draft? I'm so glad I was sitting down when you talked about because <laughs> I almost fell out in the floor. It's a fun fact. Fun fact. It's a fun fact for you guys. If, if anyone did not watch the draft, may have may have missed that. It got brought up – Maybe three thousand times in the Lee County yes. uh, metropolitan area. Yes. 
Uh, let's go back to last this week the year. with a couple of additions. Uh, one on the football side, one on men's basketball that we didn't get to talk about. Sure. Donovan Kaufman from Vanderbilt. Uh, safety that Auburn is bringing in. He's being reunited with his head coach from Vanderbilt with Derek Mason. Yeah, listen, we predicted that here on OA News Overtime. This is your one-stop place for recruiting news. No, it's not. Do not come to us for recruiting. Please don't sue us either. (laughs) It's not what we do. (laughs) You feel like you are number one because we are most certainly not. But we thought that made a lot of sense. Reading the tea leaves, I think is what I said. Something like that. You know, your former coach, go hang out with him. Um, yeah, so I, I remember I retweeted Marco Domio. It's like, this is the added bonus because Marco Domio was here and he just went to UCF to be with Gus. This is the added, added bonus of the transfer rule is like players can actually go be with the coach they wanted to be with without being penalized. And think like about you get penalized just because some athletic director decided to cane your coach. And this lets you go. Marco can go be with Gus, right? And this guy, Kaufman, can come be with Derek. It makes yeah. It, that's a very positive side of this new new rule. And even on the other side of that, with the coaching thing, like I remember when Lane Kiffin left Tennessee to go to USC after one year, you right. know, people were like, "Oh, well, he gets to leave, and his right. players got to stay." So, right. So, like you said, that kind of opens that up. I think of all the additions Auburn has made so far, Donovan Kaufman is probably my favorite. Not because. I think he'll necessarily start. I think he's got a chance to compete for that second safety sure. spot, which would probably move Ladarius Tennyson back to nickel. But I think sure. at the very least, he's probably going to be one of your kick returners. He had a lot of success. He yeah. only played in two games last year, so I, I think it's still fair to say he's not proven because he didn't get to play the whole year at Vanderbilt. He kind of had a medical issue that cut his season sure. short. Um, but he did really well in the games that he did re- return kicks. Yeah, And I think he's got upside and – you know, with Derek Mason, if you look at one position or one position group that, you know, throughout his college coaching career that stands out, it's in the secondary. He's done a really good job of finding guys and making the most of those guys. And so I think he probably spotted something that he really liked in Kaufman in high school, and, and now he's got a chance to come in, in here at Auburn and, and see if he can earn a starting spot right away. I was thinking about kick returners, and like I was like, well, because I realized Tank was returning kicks today. Get him out of there. Good grief. He should never return another kick in his life. Well, until yeah. the NFL. So, I mean, Kaufman can be the guy that kind of helped that. You Get know, him think- out. Yeah, I mean you gotta you gotta make plays in all three phases, Justin. That that kick that kicking game, man. That's where games are. End up going off. seven and five because your running back tweaked his ankle on an opening kick and running against Alcorn Ak- State. Get Akron. out of here. Get it right. Oh yeah. Akron. Let's put a little respect on the zips. So all, they were gonna play Alcorn last year. That's right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. But no, I think that makes sense, and I think he's got a chance to come in and and probably play. Yes. You know? I mean, he's got a chance at least to compete in fall camp to to try to play. Yeah. No get in the mix we like you like versatility you love it you can't teach speed <laughs> i know that much here's uh, a guy who can play multiple positions all right that's that's what we want is versatility on this podcast <laughs> uh, so switching who's football. the other one coffin going, going uh, basketball. basketball kd johnson kd from georgia yes decided that uh, he's gonna stay in the sec he's just like desi it's like hey defense like experience experience yeah. productivity i don't know how good he is a defender but like when they got Desi, it was defense and experience. So here's another experienced guy. I mean, he didn't even start a single game for Georgia last year, and he he was Georgia's second leading scorer. Right. He, he's got a lot of potential. He was sort of uh, in a situation that mirrored Sharif Cooper in that he had some academic issues, and he missed, I think, like the first ten games for Georgia. And sure. then it was like winning game on, 
he came on. So sure. I think that this is maybe an underrated pickup for Bruce Pearl that he could come in and and get in the mix and and maybe you know contribute in a big way as one of the guards on this team. I wonder if he's cool with not starting. You know what I mean? I, that's what I'm kind of interested in because hey, he had to be cool with it at Georgia. He didn't because someone has to be cool with it. Because this roster is stupid. That's that's the thing. Like <laughs> I've seen where there's been a few stories out there of projecting the lineup, and it's like, who doesn't start? I mean, I right. feel like maybe Dizzy, but like he's gonna play a lot of minutes. Like yeah, Dizzy's gonna play argu- a lot of minutes. You yeah. could make an argument for any of these guys. I mean, you can pencil yeah. in like coat, you know, a Walker, and like you know, probably Allen Flanagan. I think. Sure. You know, like it's sure. just gonna be. A total mix, but with KD, I think that's a big pickup, and, yeah. and continue to to sort of bolster this roster. And you know, it's funny talking to Bruce, um, and we can kind of talk about this too. We had another availability. I mean, I, I think we're just going to do a podcast every time we have an availability. An ambush. So we may not be back till like mid-August or something like that. But uh, <laughs> um, Bruce talked about you know sort of uh, getting this group together. This was the first week they could kind of all be together, and there's only a few of the new transfers that are here right now um but this is going to be a crucial time for some of these guys to get in and, and kind of get to know each other and try to figure out what lineup is going to be the most effective going into the winter how was the ambush how'd it go where were they they were at auburn arena no they no were. where was the interviews i saw him sitting yeah it was if you go right in auburn arena like where you know the the charles barkley statue is it's like immediately to the right it was like a little like not like a like a rich people place yeah that's exactly okay. so we would know nothing yeah, exactly but yeah so they just had them kind of so was brian harson too good for that crappy little media room I down guess, there i guess i guess they just decided <laughs> they probably the football just, coach they probably just decided that it was easy enough to just like sure. go right in there because I, I figured i was looking I, at that background i was like where are they i wanted them to just stay outside because we we were outside for the birmingham and yeah like let me post up on chuck let me like be hanging down with my <laughs> mic like you know, a little, coach, coach talk about the fans a here little, in lee county a little inside baseball for the viewers the ambush tour is where they go and talk to these alumni clubs, right? Like Birmingham Alumni Club, whatever. I don't know who it was Nash- this time. I, I don't know. Nashville. It's just Auburn. But it's like, so so the writers drive to Birmingham to talk to someone that you could have talked to just <laughs> five minutes so, down the road. And that's the thing. There's so few right. media availabilities, and especially this year because of COVID. Right. There hasn't been that many opportunities to get face to face. It's also good with the football coaches because you can right. introduce yourself. Sure. And that's something with a new coach. And throwing well, in COVID has just not been something a lot of us have been able to do. Well, and the reason they do that is they go to Birmingham, so then the local Birmingham paper can go, Hey, how do you feel about the fans in Birmingham? You know but what I mean? There are no more local papers. So right. There are no. like, it's just TV people. That's which a I weird. Was, I was very pleased. I want to give a shout out to Jack Patterson from Columbus. He asked, like, Jack. he didn't ask, like, a, how are the fans in Columbus? he was like we saw jack in montgomery yeah jack was there and rex castillo yeah. they were getting work done with uh wrbl just killing it shout out uh, to the boys they, they we're here with them man. <laughs> and they got their own podcast so once you to listen to this go listen to them i didn't know they did but anyway shout out for jack because he asked like a, a really helpful question not a how are the folks no, uh, what do you think about the fans over there in columbus <laughs> georgia like he actually asked a question that was useful so shout out to jack i like them but, I like fans. Yes, yes. Fans, we like the fans and looks at hand to see what's in <laughs> it's, like it's like the rock concert. Like, hello, Detroit. Yeah. Like, well, actually, we're in Milwaukee. So. <laughs> uh, 
But yeah, so the biggest things kind of transition to the ambush. Yeah. Not a lot. I mean, sure. you know, I, I was able to ask Harson a question about quarterbacks. And the funny thing is, like, you kind of have to walk a tightrope when it comes to asking this question because C.J. Finley's committed, but he has not signed with Auburn. Right. We cannot ask specifically what is it about T.J. Finley. We could. Like? He'd say, he'd say I, can't, I can't talk about I it. I can't talk about right. it. He can't talk about it. Yeah. yeah. So I asked what's sort of the competition level you're looking for from this entire quarterback. Well, there you go. And I kind of, you know, yeah. weasel my way around that. But he talked about the importance of competition throughout the roster, which was no surprise. But you got to ask it anyway. Um, and, and really talking about how important it was for everybody to push everybody. And, you know, as coach speaky as that is, I think we can agree that's basically what T.J. Finley's coming in, immediately at least, is that there's going to be at least a little more competition at the quarterback spot uh, sure. compared to, to when it was just Grant Loy and, and Demetrius Davis. Sure, sure, sure. Sure, sure, sure Jan. Sure. <laughs> Let's go with that. Um, Yeah, I mean competition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We want it all across the field, blah, blah, blah. Other takeaways. I think we're probably more, you know, Harson talked about the importance of June, which it it really will be important because the dead period will be over on June 1st. Oh. And from then on, they can have people on campus, which they have not able, been able to do because of COVID. Right. So I For mean, a long time. Yeah. Batting down the hatches since March last year, if I'm not mistaken. Bro, and as a new staff, you know, that's that's huge. Sure. And if you want to read more about that, hey. you can read Wednesday's paper. Because I got a story about how important the recruiting and, and the end of the dead period is going to be for Brian Harson And, and OANow.com. Yeah. Get all over that. There may even be some tweets out there. A little site we like to call oanow.com slash subscribe. And twitter.com slash au blog. <laughs> that's just, that's just, au blog. AU blog. Um, but yeah, so he talked about that. Um, go out there, uh, speaking of Twitter, speaking of Twitter, folks, uh, go to Bruce Pearl's Twitter and look at the photo he posted of Stretch, Akingbola, and Walker Kessler standing on a raft together. You got like a 6'10 Stretch and a 7'1 yeah. Walker Kessler standing on a raft together. And uh, it's quite the sight. Like, uh, as Bruce said, it was the damnedest thing he ever saw. And then leave Bruce's Twitter. <laughs> yeah, that's probably probably not the worst idea. Um, <laughs> Moving on. I will say, though, that it was interesting because he taught that Bruce talked about uh, – <laughs> Bruce talked about the the fact you can get these guys together, which I, I mean, I think, honestly, not just, you know, again, buying into the coach speak. I don't think there's been a more important time for Auburn men's basketball to get a team together in the offseason because this is a totally remade roster. You know, none of these guys um, have had a chance to play with most of the other guys. I mean, you got still some of the, the key guys and like Jalen Williams and, and sure. Alan Flanagan, some of those guys. Yep. Um, but they've had a chance, you know, he had them at the lake. They were out on the lake chilling out and kind of getting to know each other. And this week has been the start of them being able to kind of do some workouts, some lifting. And, again, what Bruce told us a couple of weeks ago was, you know, I'm going to let these guys play pickup and just see how they right. interact with each other. So, again, I think that was important. And I think that that could be really useful as Bruce kind of sees what pieces make the most sense together and, and what – Again, the the thing that's been you know the thing that has us scratching our heads the most is what this lineup's going to wind right. up looking like. Right, and what the rotations are like. Because like, yeah, it doesn't matter who starts, but what does matter is the rotation: who's on the floor, how much, and with who. 
You know what I mean? So, yeah, it's it's, it's a lot of questions to be asked and, and a lot of answers. That's been the thing that I think I've taken the most from Ambush is we've each gotten about the same amount of time with Brian Harson and Bruce Pearl. But I think it's kind of funny. You would think with a new head football coach, that would be the majority of the questions. But given how much turnover and change has happened in the men's basketball, sure. there's probably been more questions asked to Bruce than there has been Brian because there's so much that you know we as a beat are still trying to kind of figure out. And, again, it's things Bruce is still trying to figure out himself. Right, right, yeah. Man, it's going to be yeah, a whole total overhaul. And like I said, he's still trying to figure it out. Like he didn't think Trey was leaving for real. You know, that, it came as a surprise. So, um, yeah, this, this is going to be. I, I'm still wondering if they bring in somebody else. Because be. J, JT leaves, that spot's still there, right? Yeah, and I would feel pretty comfortable, you know, if once they get the word. Who the heck's that going to be? Whether he's leaving or going, that they're going to try at least to go get somebody else. Yeah. So, so we'll see what happens. Maybe they'll give Preston a scholarly. That'd, that, that'd be nice. That'd be nice. An Auburn High kid. I kind of thought you know, they might try out. to go get Garrison Brooks, but he decided yeah. to go play with his dad in Mississippi State, which, I mean, you go play for Who ben. can blame you? And also, I mean, you go play for Ben Howell, and he's had some success. Sure. So that makes sense. It's a fun time. Let's switch gears to the diamond, and we're going to start with AU softball. Uh, Auburn softball season ended in the Tallahassee Regional with a Woof. 1-0 loss to Kennesaw State. Hashtag hootie who. Woof. Um, I got to say, I'll leave this to you, Justin, but is there Woof. a more fitting end to this season for Auburn softball than a 1-0 loss? Woof. Bro, they can't score runs. Like, you don't want to talk about an overhaul and a project. I mean, what do we say? So we said there were 25 25- – SEC game, 24 plus a tournament loss. And in 15 out of 25 SEC games, they scored one or zero. It's like, it's not going to win. You can't do that. And then, yeah, for it to end with a 1 0. To Kennesaw State. To Kennesaw State, who, was al- who had already lost. You're in the loser's bracket. You're playing a loser. <laughs> and it's tough, man. And then that first game ended in a way. I'm not going to call anybody out, but that first game ended in a way that you don't want to see as a fan. So, um, but hey, look, um, it's it's been a few days, so you know the Mickey Dean era is continuing, and uh, they have a strong set of they have two strong pitchers to build around, um, but they've got to find bats. Um, there's a lot of super seniors leaving from the COVID year. Uh, I think five or maybe six. And then a couple of regular seniors are also leaving uh, because of like scholarship issues. This stuff's complicated because they only get eleven point seven or whatever. Yeah, with baseball and softball, trying to figure out yeah. that is, is so, a little more complicated than like a football situation. So I know, like I know, Alyssa Rivera and all those super seniors are leaving, and then like, but then like McKenna Dowell is leaving too. Uh, Philip Marshall wrote about it, so go check out Philip on two four seven. He has kind of. He has the who's leaving. So, uh, so there are spaces to be filled. There is new blood to be brought in. You know, new bats to bring in. Um, so, we'll see. That's. I mean, that's got to be the main focus. And I mean, it's a blessing that you have um, the pitchers that you have that you have Shelby Lowe and you have Maddie Penta to be like, okay, this is our this is our anchor. This is where we start. You know, this is where we lean on with with pitching. So now I'm going to go recruit bats because that's what we need. So, um, yeah, it's going to be a a change, but there is an avenue 
for it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, like when pieces. Like, like when the women's team has a losing season and like only Unique is leaving, there's not a lot of room to rehaul. Uh, with softball, they'll they have a chance to rehaul a little bit and and bring in some new people. Yeah, I think it's fair to say 2022, all eyes will be on Mickey Dean and to see if they can sure. bounce back after a, a really rough 2021. Sure. So switching from the softball team to the baseball team, who as we're talking are still alive, but they yeah. have a lot of work to do. And they're yeah. going to start uh, Tuesday night playing right. Ole Miss in the SEC tournament. Auburn gets in as a 12th seed and, right. and had to scrap and claw yeah. to get there. Yeah. Came down to them and Texas A&M and Missouri. And yeah. getting credit to Auburn, they won two of three against Texas A&M and then turned around and went on the road to Columbia and won two out of three against a Missouri team that just took two of three of number three Mississippi State. So, sure. Uh, like Butch Thompson said earlier this week, it wasn't given to us. We didn't back into this. And that was know, interesting, man. Butch Butch didn't uh, Butch didn't like that. It, but you know, really, I, I watched a clip. Nobody asked him like a question. Right, that's right. What I, he wasn't angry at a reporter. Yeah, yeah. He, he was, was angry at a notion that's out there. Yeah, yeah. Right. They fought for it, but they're going to have to keep fighting if they want to survive. Really, even this first game because this yeah. old Miss team was at one point ranked in the oh. top five in the whole nation. Yeah, so they try there. They are good. <laughs> in Mississippi, Ole Miss and Mississippi State, and then LSU and Louisiana, they try there. They like baseball. Yeah, and shout out to uh, the, the Ole Miss player. Tough. I'm totally blanking on his name, who tore his ACL and is still playing. Like, oh was gosh. gone like a month and is like, all right, I'm back. Jeez, um, that's But they're going to have to get a lot of work done and – Sound like a broken record, but it's all going to be on the pitching because I mean the yeah. hitting has been no problem. You got right. guys like Ryan Bliss and some of those guys, and they suffered a big loss with Stephen Williams getting hurt, so he is not going to play. Right. This season's done. Right. But you got to get somebody in that bullpen that can give you innings and, and help you hang against an Ole Miss team that's going to score runs and, and give them a chance. And this is the one and done round. Yes, so if you correct. win, you win, win or lose to advance to the real bracket, and then it's double a limb after that. So, and then so Auburn's 12th seed, Ole Miss is fifth seed. I'm just saying, man, I don't care what they're seeded. Ole Miss, Mississippi State, LSU, I don't want to run into them. No doubt. Tim Elko is the guy I was talking about. He uh, hit a pinch hit home run 33 days after he tore his ACL. I mean, what, grief. what are you talking about? What's going on? Some of that crazy experimental stuff. I don't know. That's just was that's that Will? Just, that's just pure willpower. Was that Will Hastings? Was it Hastings and Eli Stove for like yeah experimental? <laughs> what do you mean? I, I they grew an ACL with stem cells or something. I don't know. That sounds like something you had to go over to Germany or something for. When I'm Peyton Manning like, flying overseas doing like experimental neck procedures or something like that. Like uh. Friday Night Lights when he goes to Mexico. Anyway. Anyway, we're going. Anyway. <laughs> Shout out Auburn Women's Golf. Their season ended on Tuesday. Yep. Heck of a run in NCAA. They made the Elite Eight, man. And then got up against an Oklahoma State team. And this this was match play, correct, today? Yes. So wound up playing, and it looked like played some pretty close uh, sure. know, matches between Oklahoma State and uh, just couldn't get it done. But another uh, really good season from women's golf. They probably have a great culture up there at Oklahoma State. Because of the men. Own. Yeah, that's what I was yeah. going to say. Like Ricky Fowler, yeah. I think, played at Oklahoma State. Like, there's got, like three of them, yeah, four of them. There's a few guys that's come out of Oklahoma On State. On PJ Tour, yeah. So yeah, I bet they. Yeah, Oklahoma State, no slouches. I'm sure the. I'm sure some of that rubs off on the women's team too. 
So, yeah, I mean, Stanford's going to win it all, so who cares? And i got to go see, too, if you've ever looked at Oklahoma State's various sports, they have different logos for each sport. Like Do they? The cowboy, yeah. Oh, they adjust the cowboy. They just adjust the cowboy. Like, I think the, oh. the golfer, like, he has a golf club, and, you know, I think there's a wrestling one. Like, it's That's funny. It's too good. Oklahoma State. What, is, he in the, is he in a singlet? I think he might be. We'll have to look after this podcast and see. Speaking of wrestling. Can we get wrestling in the SEC? Oh, yeah. We should. Speaking of wrestling. We should. Speaking of wrestling, Justin. Tell yeah, us man. About this weekend's plans. Hey, man. We're trying to go to Jacksonville. Uh, that's the plan. So yeah, man. We're going. We're going to Jacksonville. We're going to see double or, no, double or nothing. Uh, me and uh, and me and Justin and pa- I think Josh is going, dude. So we're gonna have a whole. We have the Auburn beat crew up there. That's how you know something big is gonna happen. Is when the Auburn beat is all somewhere. Look at that. Uh, just uh, for uh, My the, the listeners at home, we have the uh, Oklahoma State thing. Is it Pistol Pete? Is that Pistol the, Pete? Is that yeah, the Oklahoma yeah, State. Yeah, uh, he's swinging a golf. This club. is Swinging Pete, bro. Yeah, <laughs> Swinging Pete. Yeah. So if you if you get bored, go look up all the different logos. But I just had to pull that one up. That's too good. <laughs> That's crazy. See? No, so they pull up the wrestling one. Uh, we're gonna yeah. So we're going we're gonna double or nothing in Jacksonville. It's gonna be fun. They're doing a. It's it's one of their first pay per views, um, with like a full crowd, but they're still in their bubble. This zone. is the best one. <laughs> he's got bro. He's jacked. He's jacked. <laughs> Can we get a test on him? Performance enhancing. Look at the other, like the other ones are not that jacked. Like his arms are generally exposed. <laughs> Look at him. Pistol Pete is showing out as the wrestler. You can't wear those boots in a match. I feel like you would definitely lose some points if you tried to. Oh my gosh! Well, you guys are, are getting ready to go to Jacksonville. I'm yeah. about to head out and, and go to Panama City. Go PCB get a, baby, go get, go get a sun. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna be burnt. Let's I go. I don't tan at all. You're gonna go to La Vila. La Vila closed, didn't it? Yeah, I don't know. Spinnaker. I think, I think we're mainly just gonna stay on the beach and, and just chill out and, and not think about work for a few days before we get back and get right back on it. I gotta come back to the podcast, man. Harpoon Harry's. I hope Harpoon Harry's is closed. I'll give you, I'll give you the rundown when we get back. Right. Tiki bar. I like that one. Be good. Spinnaker. Be Spinnaker's good. cool. I'm gonna get a to-do list off of uh, some of your recommendations before we head out. Dude, Spinnaker's crazy because it's like a restaurant, and then like it turns into like La Vila. Like during pe- during a uh, spring break. I, I gotta say, I never experienced it, but maybe that's about to change. Oh boy! Maybe maybe we'll just go over there and, and head up to Jacksonville after that, and just make a whole weekend. Ooh. I've experienced some things in Panama City Beach. Well, uh, to to try to protect both of our <laughs> both of our standings with the local municipalities, I think we're gonna end it on that. Let's again. call it. Let's call it. Uh, Justin, thanks again for coming on with me. Thanks, Jordan. And until next week, everybody take care.